Welcome everybody to the On My Way podcast. I'm your main man, the Big Easy. I, I, I'm with my guy, Pernell the Great. What's up? And we're here on an exclusive interview with Diamond Tierra of Glam Diamond the Brand. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm great. How are you guys? I'm doing pretty well. Good, doing good. Happy to have you here. Thank you for coming down, coming to do an interview with us. We've been waiting on this for a good little while, so happy to have you. So how's everything uh, with the with the brand been during all this uh, quarantine, COVID-19 actually going great um the social distancing actually give me time to plan and prepare new things for the brand so actually using this time to all my that's perfect so tell us a little more about glam diamond uh, you told us a little earlier you know it's more than a boutique it's a brand so tell us more about what the brand is what you offer what you do okay originally i started out as a brand um just a boutique for females but now i'm currently expanding to a boutique for males as well and i also do styling and i'm a creative director so i just put on my first fashion show in 2017 for my brand itself how was that fashion show it was actually good it was a little nerve-wracking at first because it was my first one i've done fashion shows but not for me so it was a little nerve-wracking at first, but it actually turned out to be pretty good. What's the biggest thing you learned from the fashion show? Promotion. Promotion is essential for fashion shows. Like, if you do not plan and prepare and promote your fashion show ahead of time, if you don't have a big following, you might not have anybody in the audience. Oh. So what's the biggest difference between being in a fashion show and putting on a fashion show, you think? I don't think it is so much to prepare for as in being a model because they're mostly you're wearing their clothing so it's kind of show up that day do what they tell you to do and you're on but versus actually throwing the fashion show you have to prepare you have to plan you have to we had to build a stage we had to find models we had to decide what's going in this scene what song will go best with this look it's way more preparation than just showing up and modeling the clothing so what inspired you to create uh, Glam Diamond other than your name? Um, so freshman year of college, uh, I got a lot of compliments on my clothing. And then growing up in high school, I was always winning like best dressed and things like that. So I was like, why not just put together my own outfits and actually get paid for it? So I started browsing like ways to get paid for dressing. And then I decided, oh, if I can do it, anybody else can do it. So let me start building clothes so that way, whoever likes my style, now you can buy it from me. Instead of just complimenting, asking me where I get it from, now you can get it from me. <laughs> okay, so you actually take the hand in making the clothes. Do you design them yourself or like actually you know, make the clothing? Or is it more like you have distributors who you, know, you buy from and you know, match outfits with stuff like that? Yeah, it's a little big mixture of both. Um, 60% of it is me making it, so it's custom, but 40% of it is vendors. Oh, custom. Does that take a lot of time to kind of create outfits, like, you know, per person, especially if you have, like, maybe a couple outfits per order or something like that? Definitely, because people are very picky and people have different body types, so you can't just go by the average medium, because what's a medium on someone else may not be a medium on the next person. Definitely. So are you you looking to become, like, a full-fledged, like, fashion designer all the way? That is definitely still a question I ask myself because originally when I started, it started out as just a hustle to get me through college. Mm-hmm. But now it's like growing and I'm, it's actually something I love doing. So we'll see where God has planned for me. 
do you have a, like a team that surrounds you as well? Not really. It's really just me and my momager. So Ooh. packages are shipped out by my mommy. Hey, mom's mom's in the building too. Yeah, so <laughs> mom, man, biggest supporter all the time. So you went to Sanford University, correct? Correct. So how did going to Sanford uh, influence your, you know, your your drive to start your company? Other than you know just. Uh, you know, people asking you about your outfits and everything. Like, did you see a market at Sanford, or did you see the people asking you at Sanford, like, as a as a uh, incentive to like create a market outside of the university? So, attending Sanford, Sanford is very small because it is a private university. So, it just gave me a lot of time to myself because, being that I'm an introvert, I was kind of like to myself and more so in the room. So, it gave me actual time to plan the boutique. Versus getting catching influences because we didn't have that many people there. Yeah. The population isn't high. <laughs> Definitely a very small school. And I will say that. But you know what? They say the introvert, uh, introverted people, they have more creative side. They use the more creative side of their brain. I'm an extrovert, so I have no creativity. But <laughs> I can talk. So what, what, what has been the hardest part about your business overall? Um, as I stated before, I'm an introvert. So marketing. Just marketing. Do you have any, like, uh, I guess we call them test dummies for you for, like, you know, uh, if you make an outfit, either male or female, kind of put them on social media, kind of, you know, constantly repping you and your brand a little bit? Um, technically, I have three. Me, myself being one, and then my best friend, Chelsea, and, of course, my little brother, TJ. He puts on whatever I say. <laughs> oh, so you dress TJ? Yes. <laughs> this is a question we've been trying to figure out for years, man. Who dressed you? Who, who dressed you? Like, TJ, TJ, like a five-year-old, address himself sometime, man, but it'd be working, so I'm like, hey, man, you know, but uh, for those who don't know, TJ, that's my ace dog, you know what I'm saying, uh, but yeah, like, that that has to be really good, having a support system to, like, you know, in any business, whether it be in uh, technology, whether it be fashion, whatever it may be, you know, that uh, you have a family structure and a friend structure that supports you in everything that you're doing, it has to make it a lot easier, right? Correct. I believe that any business brand or whatever you may be pushing to go forth, you need a support system, whether it's just you, your best friend or you, your family. You need some type of support system because sometimes you may get discouraged and don't want to go on. And your support system is usually there to push you through. So did you grow up kind of making clothes, making designs, dressing up Barbie dolls, anything like that? Um, I wouldn't say I did all that. I was a model growing up. Okay. So that kind of kicked off the fashion scene. Okay, so how'd you get into modeling? My mama forced us. Yeah, you had to do something to be out the house, huh? <laughs> TJ had football. Yeah, Baby gonna be a star. <laughs> so did your sister do it as well? Or? Yes, like all four of us. Me, my two brothers, and my sister modeled. Okay. Oh, all of them. Oh, you made all of them do it. It builds character. It builds character. <laughs> well, I'm glad my mom didn't make me because I'm an extrovert, but I'm very, very shy about going in front of other people, so... See, that's why I'm behind the mic. <laughs> so, does that help you when you like picking out people to wear your clothes and show off your stuff? Like having that experience of being a model? It does in um, ways because you know certain materials and certain colors work better for different people. So, you kind of be able to have an eye for it. So, what is what would you say is your niche? Like, what makes Glam Diamond stand out from anybody else doing the same thing that you're doing? Um, I believe my niche would be my calling on my life because 
everybody's doing fashion anybody can pick up a piece of clothing and sew it together and make it look good but if god if that's truly what god has for you then you're definitely succeeding in that area so i think my niche is my calling okay i like that i like that you know. it's a different point of view i've never, yeah, I've never okay. heard that before it definitely but it's gonna come back at the end as always you know <laughs> so uh what goes into your uh process of building designing an outfit for somebody Usually I just freestyle freehand, but if I see inspiration or if somebody asks me something, I'll sketch it up and see if they like it. And then find the material that fits them, and then we go from there. So who's your biggest inspiration? This is a question that people often ask me, and it makes me sound cocky, but I'm very humble. But I really don't have an inspiration, because I feel like when people inspire like aspire to be like other people you tend to copy them and i don't want to Got end it. up copying anyone but i do admire a lot of artists any in particular uh like that you always look to as far as other artists i'm more so like a general art people so more like picasso and things like that like oh, wow. actual art oh, wow. oh okay. okay now where, where would you say your uh your line of clothing fits in like is it more like casual wear is it like nightclub something like really you know fancy type like what, what would you say your, your clothing line falls into technically glam diamond doesn't have a category you can find something in glam diamond that you can wear to a girl's night out that you can wear on a hot date you may even find something in glam diamond that you can wear to a prom we don't have a technical category because we like to provide something for everyone okay so you do like uh like prom dresses and, and tuxes and stuff as well like if they ask the people get what they want i like that <laughs> i like that so would you say that it was hard building a uh, i guess like an audience or a clientele outside of your state you know going to school in the same state that you know grew up in and everything um would you say it was a little harder trying to build up that like clientele and you know, maybe florida or Honestly, I don't think it's hard because of social media. If we did not have social media, I think it would be hard. But being that you can post one picture and reach over a million people, I don't think it's very hard to reach many people. Um, I originally started very small because I didn't want to use the social media platform. But why not use it to make money while it's still free? Because in a couple of years, they're going to charge for this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're definitely right. Um, but I mean, even with like, you know, like you say, you know, you make your stuff custom made, you know, is that like a process where, you know, you kind of have to get measurements from someone and then make sure it fits. And if it doesn't fit, then you got to get it back to you and make adjustments. Like, does that make it difficult at all? Definitely, definitely, definitely. You have people that put in orders for months out or even weeks out. And by the time they get it, they're not the same size anymore. So. Oof. Wow. Especially during <laughs> Everybody's at home eating yeah, Six square meals a day You know Where do you see Glam Diamond In like five years Um I, Where do I see Glam Diamond In about five years I see Glam Diamond Growing Expanding Um I really don't have A benchmark Cause I really think The sky's the limit So I don't have a, a, a actual goal That I'm trying to reach But I set like Daily goals So like If I sketch something today I wanna make it by The end of the week where does that work ethic come from? I think it's just natural. I really think it's genetics. Like, I grew up, my parents, like, go-getters, like, hustlers. So, I think it's kind of like a not in the blood. Mm -hmm. okay. It's definitely in our blood. 
So like about your, your upbringing, Lamar. I mean, tell us more. I mean, other than you know modeling and you know like just tell us more about you know how you grew up and came to be you today. Um. So it started out as the middle girl. I always thought I was the only child, so that kind of helped me with <laughs> the things I do today. Um, we were church-going kids, so we kind of grew up in the house of the Lord. So I guess you can tell that's where my faith comes from. Um, but we were more so involved in a lot of things. So me personally, I cheered. We did pageants. And, of course, I said I modeled. So And I also did dance. So I kind of got my feet wet in a lot of different areas. So that's why I think my brand is so versatile. There's so much I can offer because I grew up doing so many different things. Consistently stayed busy during your time of growing up. Okay. Was that, that was your parents' plan or did you like, did you want to do all those things just getting started? I think it was kind of both because my parents always taught me that idle mind is a devil's workshop. So I had to stay busy somehow. It's a quote. Devil's workshop. That's can a we, quote. Can we use that? We gonna, yeah, we're going to use it. Let me write that down. I don't mind. Devil's Workshop. <laughs> Never heard of that. That's why we always be, write that down now. I don't mind. <laughs> hey, man, that, that, that is deep. So, so what did you go to college for? Like, What did you wind up majoring in? Um, I ended up majoring in sports medicine. Why sports medicine? Um, Because I wanted to do something in the medical field. I knew I wanted to give back. But I didn't know in which way, but I always grew up around sports and I, my, I always had a passion for medicine. So if I could do both and take care of people at the same time, I was all for it. Okay. So do you feel that you'll be using that anytime in the future or do you think that this would kind of, you know, Glam Diamond is going to take over that portion of your life? No, I more so think that I'm going to have to cre- create a balance between the both because I am going to medical school in August. Oh, congratulations. Where Thank to? you. I know it's late, it's after decision day, but I'm battling between three different schools. What's the three? Oh my God, do I have to tell y'all about three schools? <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to, The world will see when I post it on Glam Diamonds Instagram. It's like commitment. <laughs> like that. <laughs> so, let me ask you, uh, just out of curiosity, is there a reason that you keep your pages locked on Instagram? Or uh, is that the term locked? Uh, locked, not locked, locked. It's not. It's, it's locked. I guess. It's, yeah, it's considered yeah, locked. private. Private. There we go. That's what private. Private. Um, it is because I like to control my following. So if you allow certain people to just watch your page, they won't necessarily follow you. And I build my brand by followers. So if you're following me, then you're interested in what I'm posting. That will, you're more likely to support me. But if you're just coming because you found me on the explore page, you're probably going to click it and leave off. Oh wow. Well, where do you get that strategy from? Um, I originally had my page unlocked. Like, it wasn't private. It was a public page. And I got a lot of views while my page was public, but I didn't get a lot of support. Ah, uh, okay. So, how do you get people to see what it is that you're doing if, you know, they go to the page initially and it's, you know, not like, say, example, say for example, that you know, I referred, you know, Glam Diamond to someone, but they go to your page and they can't see um, in most of those cases, people will actually send a request, and I'm very fast on responding to your request and accepting you. But mainly, the, everything is on the website. So if you click in, you like, oh, her page is private. There's always a link to something you can still see. Okay, okay. So you still got the, the website built so everybody can, like I said, go and shop a little bit and then follow later on. Right. And also, when I do post new things, I unlock the page for everybody to see because I want you to share it. I want everybody to see it, but I want you to also support at the same time. Yeah, it does make sense. We were wondering, we were like, well, 
It's locked. <laughs> so, uh, where did the, was the creative director you say? Yes. So, where did that side uh, come from? I, I, that was really just stuck with me. Um, you know, you went, you really covered like all aspects of the business, you know, in my opinion. And I think that's really when you kind of dominated. Yeah. You know, when, when you couldn't do any job within your own business well. So what inspired you to just take that jump and say, I'm just going to do my own? I think that came from when um, putting together my first, my first photo shoot, I'm sorry, for my brand. So I was able to pick the scenery. I was able to pick the outfits, each model, what you wear, how your hair will be styled for this particular shoot. And that helped me incorporate all of that into fashion shows. So the creative director part really comes from being the background of a brand. Right, because most people pay people to actually put the looks together, and which is part of being a stylist, but to actually put the background, the backdrop, the clothing with this, and what scene and music would go best with this. Most people have to pay people for that, but it's like, why not do it yourself? If you have the talent to do it, if God gave you the talent to do it, I think you should use it. I'm going to utilize every gift he gave me. Amen. No, we are on my way. We definitely believe in you know, building your own table and anything that you do. You know, why depend on somebody else when you can do it for yourself. Like that Tyler Perry mentality. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> True. Exactly. So, like, what goes into picking the models for the shows? Like, uh, is it people that you know? Is it, you know, like, professional models or up-and-coming models? Um, is, is it really any strategy to pick into them at all? Or? Um... I would say it is a strategy because for the most part, most a lot of my friends are models. They're already in the fashion field in some sort of way. But a lot of the other models that I do choose are people that are asking for like an opportunity to get themselves out there. They're like off the ground. Like they always wanted to model, but nobody ever gave them the opportunity. But I do think for my next fashion show, I will be doing a, a search. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, with, uh, we're going to be right back with Diamond Tierra. Welcome back to the All My Way podcast. We have Diamond Tierra of Glam Diamond Boutique. So, Diamond, tell us a, a little more about how Glam Diamond started. You're sitting in your dorm, you're matching outfits for people, people asking you about your clothes, and you think, I can make some money off this. Um, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Planning outfits for like classmates and also planning for yourself or what are you going to wear the next day you know maybe to fried chicken wednesday to the calf you got to be cute so we turned that into let's see how we can make more money fried chicken wednesday yes yeah i, I hope you saw both of our faces because we did not have that at the university of white uh, i have nothing against university of west florida i still gotta go pick up my degree from them so you still what 110 dollars 100 dollars bro look i didn't think they was gonna catch me with the with the tag or whatever but uh, Get them a hundred little dollars, man. Get your degrees. I, I honestly didn't want that. Still in the little uh, envelope it came in, but that's besides the point. We gonna get that done. So I know that you know, like that really just intrigued me because most college students can attest that they don't really care what they wear to class. You know, like you just throw on a little whatever, go there for your little hour, fifteen minutes, and go home. You know, 
So what made you, you know, feel the the want or the need to, you know, like dress up for class and, and really make it an event? Well, I'm kind of starting in middle school, it was always the concept of when you look good and feel good, then you do good. So I had my days where I was bumming to class, but it was usually on note day. Maybe I would have did better if I dressed up a little bit more. I mean, y'all might agree though, so I can't take that back. Man, okay, so, like, how, what was your essentials to, like, starting it? Like, what, what, when you sat down and you said, I'm gonna start this, you talked to your parents and you talked to your friends, like, what, what was it that, like, you know, you, you started with? Um, I actually went to Walmart the same day that I had the idea. It was right before um, winter break. And I just started sketching. Like, I got a sketch pad and I started sketching different ideas. So I went home for winter break, told my parents about it. And in January, we planned a photo shoot and I shot in February and started in March. That's quick. So did you start off, like, off rip making clothes and, you know, doing it like that? Or did you kind of, you know, design people and you know help them pick out their own outfits or like was it a mix of the both it kind of was a mixture of both or i would already get a piece of clothing and distress it and style it in the way i wanted to do to look okay so you know like i know earlier you said you know you have the website and you know i'm assuming that on the website do you have like uh you have like ideas or uh actual items for sale on your website because like I said I know everything you do or most of what you do uh, is like you know handmade you know tailored to each person so do you have anything that's actually like up for sale that people can just kind of go and grab or is it kind of like you know this is an idea of what I do and this is like what I've done on other people no actually on my website it's actually all things for sale and right now I'm in the process of rebranding so my entire website is on sale so everything oh, is at a cheaper price. You hear that, everybody? How, how, long, how long is the sale? Each item differs. Each item differs? So uh, to all our, our faithful listeners, uh, what, what's the website name? Glamdiamond.com. 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 <laughs> I, I should have guessed that. To all our faithful listeners. You better jump yeah, on it. Yeah, you got to jump on uh, Glamdiamond.com to check out this sale. All right. I know she got some good stuff, man. I see my line brother wearing it all the time. <laughs> for all the men out there For the young ladies I've never seen none But you know I, I know it's good I know it's good So how did you uh, Finance the beginning? Um, it came from a lot of saving You know in college you, you really don't have money Unless you have a job And I always had that mentality that, Oh my god I could not work for anyone I tried I actually went and got a job And I where, hated it Where was day. it? I have a feeling it's no, no it's Walmart, dude. Is it Walmart? No, it was oh. actually K and G. What is that? It's a men's warehouse. Oh, well, that means you was using fashion heaven. Yeah, but I wasn't the stylist. I was the cashier. I hated it. But did you get any like you look around and be like, I would do this differently. I would do this differently. Definitely. So there was a benefit to that. I would send people back from the register. I'm like, you should have got a blue shirt with that. That should have gave you some bonus off of that. You probably got some tips from that, did you? No commission, no tips. Oh no, I hated it. Just look hourly rate, <laughs> man. So, but that's good though. You know, you realize early. You know, I can't be stuck working for somebody. I'd rather work for myself and you know just fund yourself. Right. I always thought of it as why helps build somebody else's dream when I can go chase my own. Definitely. Now I know you said early in the podcast too that you know you did this to you know, like kind of you know fund your way through college. So like I'm assuming this started early or was this like more of a later venture of your college career? 
Um, no, it was like uh, end of freshman year. So yeah, winter break. So end of freshman year. Early. In the freshman year, I was working full jobs. So other people, <laughs> that's good. That's honestly like, like I say, you know, it's really good that you understood early, like you know what it is that you valued in your work, and you know you were able to make that happen for yourself very that quick. You know, um, going into your sophomore year, like that's amazing. I think it took a lot of discipline. Oh, definitely has to, because you're young. You, you know, you worried about a lot of different things, but to you know, like I say, focus on your business and growing it. You know, like definitely has to take a lot of discipline. Were you ever discouraged when getting started? Yes, a lot of times. Actually, that's what's devoted to my rebranding right now. I was like, well, this person is doing this or their website looks like this. Why don't I have this on my website? Or they've done this photo shoot. So it's kind of like, but you have to realize that someone else's chapter 10 is not your chapter one. Or you, you can never look at somebody else's story and think that that's supposed to be yours. Because if it's not what God has for you right now, then you're probably not ready for it. So, you know, one thing I always wonder is, you know, in a lot of different industries, you kind of have to look the part and be the part to play the part. Do you feel like that ever gets exhausting? You know, having to always keep yourself up because you run a boutique, you run, you know, a, a clothing line. You, you always pretty much have to be dressed up anytime somebody sees you or you do something, you kind of got to like play that part. Does it ever get exhausting or is it always, you know, fun for you and always energetic for you? Honestly, I think it's fun for me I don't think it's exhausting because it sort of comes natural like I said on days I used to be bummy people used to be like oh my god you look so cute and I'm like I literally just threw on pants and a t-shirt so it's kind of like what you set for yourself so it's like my standard is already set high so what I naturally put on is what people are naturally attracted to so I think it goes back to it being your passion so you won't get exhausted doing what you love so what is your like normal routine then when getting like getting up in the day is it like i wake up seven in the morning or five in the morning and just get ready to boom okay so recently i've started this little working out thing so i wake up a little <laughs> bit earlier <laughs> don't quote me because I, I cannot stay consistent but usually when i wake up i dress based off how i feel so i can't plan an outfit the day before because i may not feel like wearing that that day like one day i may feel like wearing a dress so it's like i can't plan the day before what i'm going to wear you, you say you can't? No, it, I fail at it every time. Like, I'll have a dress ironed and everything, and then I wake up and it's like, oh, yeah, today is definitely a tennis shoe and sweatpants day. That's the most difficult thing for me is to wake up in the morning and find something. I'd rather, look, that night before, whatever we got, we got. When you was younger, did your mom make you, like, iron five outfits for the school? Week? She started that, right? But my mom is very inconsistent. So after, <laughs> after a while, she was just like, look, y'all, y'all do y'all thing. And so, yeah. Eric Martin Jr. got a lot of whoopings for a lot of things, and that's one of them. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Up until I got old enough, I was like, you know, because I was an athlete. And then when I got to high school, I played multiple sports at one time. So I told my mom, like, what's the point of getting all dressed up and stuff? I'm just be wearing sweatpants, shorts, t shirt most of the day anyway. So the only whoopings I got were based on grades and line. Grades and line. <laughs> grades yeah, ooh, yeah, and line. Boy. Like, grades are one thing. Right, and you can kind of finesse your way out of out of whooping on grades. Be like, the teacher said she gonna pull yeah, my grade up, but lying, you can't. <laughs> Not at all, especially if they find the truth. You know, I hate I, I hate it when I grew up and realized that your parents asked the questions they already knew the answer to. They just want to trap you. I'm like, could you just beat me so we can get this over with? You already and know. You know the biggest way to get out of that? You say I don't know. 
I know. No, I said I don't know for a good little minute. See, you got siblings. I'm on the kid. You, somebody else might catch that hate. All right, good. Hey, look. Yeah, my brother got He caught that hate. <laughs> he caught it a lot. Hey, I would have given it right back to you. <laughs> oh, man. Let's get back to the interview, man. <laughs> so, were you always ambitious? Or, like, you know, did it, did it kind of build once you realized the potential where this could go? No, I think because my parents provided a like a pretty good life for us, it's drive me to continue to want that life. And in order to be able to do those things, we had to make some money. So at a young age, we were all hustlers. I mean, we would sell the shirt off the, our backs if we could. So it was like <laughs> so, we had to go get it. So what was your first business? <laughs> um, my first business, I really think it was something simple like snacks. Oh my I used god! To sell candy in high school. <laughs> I talk about this all the time. Quick, come on, man. I got them skittles. I got them nutter bugs. I got everything you need. But Especially you when your parents shop at Sam's. Oh my god, that Sam's card. <laughs> yes. But you didn't put yours in the refrigerator. Yes, I did. I told no, you. You, you. You said you let them melt. No, no. I said I didn't bring a cooler. I put them in the fridge. Right <laughs> but I told you I used to sell them before they even get a chance to melt them. Oh, okay. My candy was sold before eight o'clock. I had to bring two boxes. Huh? So you said <laughs> something about the industry of like celebrities and people don't want others to know that they got a stylist, like. Like, why is that? Um, I think it's just the world we live in. Society today, a lot of people fail to give credit for things that they know they should give credit for. So it's like, even if you love it, they still won't give you the credit for it. Like, you can do something for them. They love the favor. They'll tell you privately. But it's hard for a lot of people that talked about you publicly to support you publicly as well. I hate that, though. Do, do you find that to be a deterrence to your company? Like... Does it make your job any harder? Whereas, because you know, a lot of what what is, what's the thing they say is like eighty percent of your business is from twenty percent of your clients. That is, I, I think that's about rule. true. Yeah, the eighty twenty rule. Because even you can you can find that in your own friends. Like you, yeah. like with with the podcast, we have friends who who know about it, right? I'm not asking you to buy anything from us. We don't have nothing to sell. Just All support. I'm asking you, I'm not even asking share. To, I don't even want you to like it. I just want you to share it. Yeah, that's all Let I want you to do. Else see it. Like right. if you like it, why not share it? Like I'm not telling you to I'm not telling you to jump in to do the work or anything like that. All I'm asking is as a friend, hey, just share it because it's not going to hurt you at all. Man, I right, I agree. I think that's a part of starting a business. You realize who your real friends are. Like you, you're not going to have people that support you, and most of your support is going to come from people who don't even know you. When starting a business, it's hard for those people that talked about you or like bashed you to the next person. It's hard for them to share your post because the person's going to write them and be like, oh, I heard you was just talking about them. Why are you sharing it? I think the I think one of the other hard parts is that you do as a person who's starting your own business, you do see other people getting certain things, and you be like, dog, like I know if I work probably a nine to five, I can get the same thing, right? And just kind of being humble and like, okay, my time will come, my time will come. Have you ever felt that those like thoughts? Of course, of course. That's why I said watching someone else's chapter ten. It's hard to determine what your chapter one should look like. But I really blame social media because we get on social media and think, oh, my God, my life should be like this. But you never know what that person has went through. You don't even know how that person is living. They could be riding in the bins and pulling up to note somebody else's house. So you never know. So don't let social media discourage you. Definitely true. Um, how did you know when it was, you know, was your time to move to that next level in your business? I know, like you said, you know, you started out with the simple sketch designs. Uh, from you know just telling people you know how they should dress and, and putting their outfits together to eventually making your own clothes selling them to eventually putting on your own fashion show and then opening up your men's line so like how did you know each time that okay I'm ready I'm, I'm big enough and I'm ready enough to grow um 
like I said, I'm very spiritually based, so I based it off my faith. So I like pray to God for a spirit of discernment so I can know what, when am I ready for the next step. Because God can give you a million dollars and if you're not ready for it, you'll blow it. So I had to pray for my next step and he showed me signs that, okay, this is next for you. So I had to wait, be patient and learn like this is next. So let's take this next step. Oh, but then you have a dream that you should be here by now. So you should add all this different stuff and you can't take it on if you're not ready for it. So you had to wait and like ask God to guide you. Patience is key in anything you do. Definitely. I'm very impatient. Very. So what do you think is the hardest part of your job? The hardest part of my job would definitely be time management. I don't think life is anything without balance and being able to balance, like, you know, being the number one aunt, um, (laughs) being the best sister I can be, you know, and also running a brand and being in school, being a good friend, being a good daughter, being there to support other people, helping build other people's brand. Like today, I don't even have on my brand. This is um, a friend of mine who's sunny. So I, it's kind of hard to be able to balance and juggle all these different occupations. So where do you find the balance of some sort, I guess, you know, like what do you do to try your best to balance it out? I'd say. Planning. planning. You have to definitely plan. Like I keep a calendar in both phones. Like planning is everything. Okay. So does Glam Diamond have like a executive staff, I guess? Like, you know, you have, uh, you know, like people, who, you know, help you make decisions, people who help maybe, you know, stitch clothes together people who distribute anything like that or is it all like a pretty much a one-man operation um distributing goes to my mom um planning and preparation is kind of sort of me and god so it's like on our on his timing do you think it would be easier having like multiple opinions at all or do you think it's a lot easier having you know just your own kind of stick to what you know and what you believe I think it'll be harder to have multiple opinions because therefore you have to like incorporate everybody's opinion or somebody's going to get jealous. Are you always using her idea or you never use my idea? So I really think it's, it's best to do the solo thing. But how do you feel about brand ambassadors? You know, that's, that's something I've seen on the rise a lot in numerous industries, uh, especially for you know like small businesses. Uh, podcasts, radio shows like ourselves, you know, and also in the fashion industry, kind of, you know, having a couple people in different areas to promote your brand, show off with it, you know, what you do and what you design and everything. How do you feel about, you know, brand ambassadors um, just in general? Um, I think it's a great idea. I think it's awesome. It's the social media is the perfect platform to utilize it because you have so many people with different followings. You have so many people with different audiences. So if you can find somebody that can build your brand just by taking a picture, then I think you should go for it. Do you think it'll be hard uh, kind of picking them out? I guess kind of like you know, what I asked earlier with the models, you know, I feel like it's it has to be very strategic to pick out a brand ambassador because you can just ask somebody to do it. You know, they might wear your clothes and stuff, but if they don't have a strong enough following basis or they don't dress up often themselves, then, you know, it's kind of defeating the purpose. Do you think it would, you know, kind of be a very very strategic move uh, in the uh, planning process, I'd say, of it? Correct. I agree. I think it is very strategic because you have to, like you said, you have to choose someone with a a good following, but you have to choose someone with a female following because if I'm focusing more so on females, then I don't want to, shoot somebody and mainly they only have guys following them that's not going to bring me any clientele that does make a lot of sense so when's your next show um it actually got canceled it was next month 
but <laughs> due to the virus due to the virus we are postponing the fashion show okay is it like new work and everything like that coming out in when the fashion show happens yes everything in the fashion show is going to be all new all new exclusive so you had to be there to see it so like it, is it going to be or was it supposed to be in montgomery or yes it's supposed to be in montgomery okay so where, where do you think you know your next location um, I think my next location will be based off school because that's my number one thing. So we'll see when I land. Okay, okay. I, I'm really waiting for this decision. I don't know about you. <laughs> I'm waiting for this decision. I love supporting us, you know. So, committing, uh, decommitting, committing. Yeah, but on a different hat, you know. What? So uh, you know that's actually a really good point to bring up. You know, you're going to med school, right? How is that difficult? Balancing that too. Yeah, school itself, I think is difficult, but going to med school, I think is a whole different, like you said, putting on a whole different hat. So I think it's going to take a lot of prior planning. So as long as I get my sketches out and my ideas out now, and just I think, like I said before, taking more time in this Corona um, outbreak, using this time to actually extend my brain and work on my brain and build my brain for itself, I think it'll help me in the long run. So overall, seeing this Corona thing, it's kind of been like a positive. For me, I've seen it being positive. What about for you? Definitely, I agree. I think it help, it's helped me in a lot of areas. It actually taught me patience. Like, you have, you're you stuck in the house. What else can, can you, you do? do? What else can you do? You know, that's something that we've been talking about ever since the beginning of this thing. You know, just uh, everything happens in life, you know, and you can't control 99% of what happens to you. What you can't control is, you know, your personal. And what you do. Your right? response. Yeah, I your agree. response, you know. And we, you know, we said from the beginning that if... You know, you take this time to learn a new skill, to plan ahead in your life, to, you know, dig a little deeper in yourself and your faith. Do something constructive. You know, this is actually a blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you don't catch it, you know, it's, it's, it's a blessing. Thanks, Dorona. Because, I mean, like I said before, I've seen multiple people take this time to actually see who their family are, meet their kids. Because some people have kids, but having no, they don't know what their kids yeah. are, yeah. you know. So, And I've had friends who have their own business, and it's just like, man, this has really helped me out tremendously. Yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, especially feel that people with like you know the online aspect of their business, where they it's either solely or mostly online, it, it still works because all you're doing is sitting at home on the computer. Right. But once it's, I mean, once it's rolling over, you'll get to see who really was putting in work, who wasn't putting in work, and so who really cares about their business, who don't care about their business, you know. So I think again, the the truth, the the it will come out. It will. It definitely will. Do you think that you'll ever bring like a more of a technological aspect to your business where people might be able to see or visualize a little better, you know, how they look in one of your outfits that they're trying to uh, buy from you? Um, I do. Actually, that is currently in the works. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, I remember, you know, a lot of, you know, when I was growing up and apps started coming out, you know, uh, girls usually used to play like, I think like Kim K had an app. Just like throw on different like clothes and make outfits and stuff like that. Before then, you know, girls dress up their little dolls and stuff like that. But you know, I, I think it'll be really good, especially like you say, with everything being you know tailored and custom custom made to you. You know, to kind of like see like you know what does this look like? Um, you know, um, especially during this time, you're not able to go try anything on. So I, you know, that is a really good move there. Congrats. So one thing we always ask. Uh, as we wrap up our interviews is um, with 
and whatever it is that you do in life, um, more specifically, you know, your business, do you do it for passion, profit, or purpose? Um, I think my main, I started out doing it for passion. I think as I grew over the years, I ended up being purpose. So it's more so like, how can I give back in different ways? Because don't get me wrong, I'm all about profit, making money. But if it can't help the person in the next, in the next situation, then it's actually a loss for me. So if I can't help the next person, which is my goal, my purpose, if you don't leave me happy and wanting to snap a picture or whatever it is that you came to me for, then I failed. So I think it's a little bit of passion and purpose. Honestly, I was expecting profit, then passion, then purpose. I don't know, man. I, I was I was thinking purpose just due to her her faith, and then yeah, yeah. profit was after that. Yeah, because I know you know when she said she started it, you know, from in college, you know, kind of fun her way through, but it's what she loves to do that brings the passion in, it. and then you know, like I said, keeping the strong faith base. Uh, always you know it's your purpose so I think when you find your purpose and it's really your passion then you'll make the profit regardless definitely, definitely. well honestly you know this is a very very great interview you know you bring a lot of energy to the podcast and we definitely appreciate you taking some time to come you know hang out with us and, and talk to us more about your boutique uh, tell the people where to find you um, you can find me on Instagram at glamdiamond.com. You can find me on YouTube at glamdiamond.com. Um, this podcast is coming soon, so please go ahead and subscribe. And also um, on my website at www.glamdiamond.com. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you guys for tuning into the On My Way podcast and our exclusive interview with Diamond Tierra of Glam, Glam Diamond Boutique. <laughs> I'm your main man, the big easy. Aya, aya. And I'm your dog, Pernell, the great one. All right, tune in out. Catch you next time. Peace.